Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. I am Dave Biddle. I will be joined by Matt Baxendell in just a moment. A lot of good stuff to get into. Is this the best January Ohio State has had as far as football? Certainly not basketball. We'll get to basketball, too. We don't talk a lot of basketball on the show. We're going to talk about Chris Holtman a little bit today. But the crux of the show is going to be this crazy January. Is it even better than the January of Urban Meyer in 2013, dare we say. Bax and I are going to get into all of that. Before we do that, I want to let you know about our friends from Manscaped and a great deal you guys can get. Roses are red, violets are blue. Trim your balls and your date will thank us too. What's up, fellas? Valentine's Day is knocking and Manscaped is the remedy for what the love doctor ordered. His prescription, the all-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, Designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob you are. Join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com to snag 20% off plus free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS. And for the bearded kings, Manscaped brings you the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Designed to shape your scruff effortlessly. It sculpts cheek lines and, manta- and maintains beard styles giving you that suave look for your romantic moments. Seamlessly handling even thicker beards is the perfect tool for a polished, date-ready appearance. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BUCKNUTS because your grooming upgrade awaits, ready to charm your Valentine's dates. There you go. All right, let's bring in Bax. Morning, Dave. Time for uh, me to entertain you with the uh, ad read. There, how you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm having quite the week. I guess uh, it's been an interesting January for all of us, hasn't it been? Yeah, and that's the crux of the show. Is uh, you know, just like your award-winning column, the bucket on Sunday, you wrote about how this is the best January that we've experienced as Ohio State fans and media, um, and and you even addressed it. It's like, wait a minute, is it actually better than January 2013 when Urban was like, you know, things like Vaughn Bell happened and Zeke. Zeke was committed, and it looked like he might go to Missouri, and then he came back to Ohio State, and it was just like, as you mentioned, it was like every day they were getting a guy, and, and that 2013 class was unbelievable. If they re-ranked it, it would be in the number one class in the country. It was the crux, no of the, crux of the national championship team. But I agree with you, man. This takes the cake. When you consider all the guys they've gotten from the portal, all the guys coming back, 
Um, I and then I, I bringing Bill O'Brien in. I this is this is the best January on record. Now, can they cash it in for a national championship? We're gonna talk about that in a minute. But uh, I agree with what you said in your column. This is the best January that I've experienced. Hands down, Dave. And I have to say, there has been some people that I've seen that aren't gigantically high on Bill O'Brien as the hire. And I think that's absolute craziness because their argument that they point at is, oh, he didn't do great as the coordinator at Bama for his two years. And I think that's absolutely like mind-bogglingly dumb. Uh, the first year at Bama, they beat Georgia in the SEC championship, but lost in the national championship game. They averaged 40 points a game. Uh, and then the next year, he went around and Alabama lost two games. And then those two losses, Bama scored 80 points. So doesn't sound like he was on the offense to me. Uh, people think the guy can't recruit. Uh, that's crazy. He got Christian Hackenberger, who was one of the highest quarterback recruits in the country a decade ago, to go to Penn State under sanctions. So there's a whole heaping lot of what I would consider misinformation about Bill O'Brien. I think he's an incredible hire for Ohio State. I think it's everything we could have hoped for in terms of an offensive coordinator hire. And at the end of the day, this allows Ryan Day to maybe spend a little more time focusing on the program as a whole instead of just the offense. So we can talk about, rightfully so, a hundred things that are great here, but I think the Bill O'Brien hire is a sneaky good hire. As you know, I always say I'm not a national championship robust guy, and we've seen some loaded Ohio State rosters. I mean, even like after the twenty, the 2002 national championship going into 2003, we're all thinking, oh, yeah, everybody's back pretty much. They're going to repeat. It's like, I remember saying, like, come on, it's never as easy as it sounds. Same thing in 2014. Everybody came back in 2015. And it's like, there's just something about you don't have that hunger as much, you know, if you've already won. That's why it's so tough to repeat in college football. Plus, in addition to that, even if you haven't won one in a while, like Ohio State hasn't, boy, that'd be sweet to make it 10 years exactly. The first time in the 14 playoff, Ohio State wins. First time in the 12 team playoff, Ohio State wins. Let's make that happen. Um, but it, it's such a crapshoot usually is my point, Bax, um, whether or not you've won it or not the previous year. Um, so much has to go right for you to win the national championship. That Even being said, now. I think I'm going to break my own rule this year. This does feel like national championship or bust. And people might say, how about we beat Michigan first? I get that. I get it. And win what's going to be a tough Big Ten with Oregon is going to be tough. We might play Oregon twice. But, man, I think I'm going against my own logic here. This feels like national championship or bust this year for the Buckeyes. And, you know, there's the thing, too, about that, Davis, is that it, there's been a lot of years where Ohio State has had incredible teams and didn't win. Remember 2005? Remember 2019? I mean, things happen where you have an incredible team and the ball doesn't go your way. And it's even more difficult now that we're going to an expanded playoff. But I agree with you. They're the, they should be – like everyone was talking about Georgia's the number one team preseason next year. That's the SEC guys hyping it up. There's no way Ohio State is not number one going into next season with a bullet. They should be the best team in the country. They had a defense that's coming back that they just added the best safety in America to that gave up more than 14 points one time. That's insane already. Second of all, they are already better at quarterback than they were last year. Even though not – I don't know if we're done on the offensive line with the transfer portal yet. Most of that line is back. We've added a guy who started at center in the playoffs last year for Alabama. And they're all going to be a year better. And that's a position where people improve over time. I mean, who says Luke Montgomery might not work his way into the starting lineup? He was a big-time recruit. Uh, you bring back all these other guys at the skill position. You, you add Judkins from Ole Miss in. 
Ohio State on paper is the clear number one team next year. And now the good news is, is that say there's 2005, I think we all look back at that team and say, well, if there had been a playoff, it would have been really interesting to see what happened for Ohio State. They lost by a field goal at home to Texas. They lost at Happy Valley in one of those whiteout absurdity games. And those are the only two losses they had all year. They beat Notre Dame's rear end in the Fiesta Bowl and went into the next season as the number one team wire to wire until the final game of the year. Uh, but if that Ohio State 2005 team had had a playoff to get in, I'd have taken them over every one of the other teams that year because of the way they were playing. So even if they slip up once, this Ohio State team, they will certainly make this playoff. They will certainly be a top 12 team. So at the end of the day, this Ohio State team in the new system gives itself a real good opportunity because there's not going to be any more excluding Ohio State. Uh, I think Ohio State finished with the most most fifth-placed finishes during the entire playoff uh, era that we've had so far in terms of getting left out. I mean, I remember one year Ohio State got fifth and Bama snuck in over them because we had to start JT Barrett on a bum knee in the Big Ten Championship instead of Dwayne Haskins, and Bama won the natty that year. So this new playoff structure guarantees Ohio State's going to get a shot at it. So I think that this team is, yeah, it's going to be a really, really, really fun year. Um, yes, you need to beat Michigan. Yes, you have to see it all come together on the field. But they're deep and they're built for a playoff run. So, yeah, natty or bust, you can say those words. I think they're fair. I've been thinking for a while Jim Harbaugh was going to end up with the Chargers, and that might happen as early as today. A lot of smoke yesterday that they're close to a deal. Um, you know, we have uh, our longtime uh, subscriber on Bucknuts who posted, uh, as I've talked about on the show, posted a few months ago um, that uh, look out for the Bears and the Chargers. He said he's definitely – he knows the Harbaugh family. And he posted on our board, he said, he's definitely not coming back to – this is like three, four months ago. He's definitely not coming back to Michigan next year. Look for the Chargers or the Bears. Yeah. Bears are keeping their head coach. Chargers now are interviewing him twice. They're talking about that, that one holdup is money. They just got to get maybe sweeten the pot a little bit. Sounds like he wants the job. My question for you, sir, does that make January even better with all that we're talking about? Or do you feel like with this Ohio loaded Ohio State roster, uh, having to come to Columbus this year, Michigan does. I know they won without Connor Stallions, you know, the last half of this year, but still. You're going to tell me that, that that didn't affect when they they beat C.J. Stroud. They can only beat Kyle McCord by six at home when they win the national championship, but they, like, smoked C.J. Stroud the previous two years. Yeah, nothing's up there. Um, I, I kind of want Harbaugh to come back. He's not going to. I believe he's going to be a go with the Chargers. But what what's your thoughts on that? If he leaves, is that a good thing in your book? Or are you like, no, I, I want him to come back? I think it's an appropriate thing. It's another rat scurrying off of a sinking ship that's happening up there. The reality is this is the most Pyrrhic victory their program will ever have because they will be the only ones recognizing this national title of the year because everyone else will see that the NCAA has forced them to vacate, blah, 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 blah. The reality is the year of COVID, Jim Harbaugh bailed out of playing Ohio State and Iowa at the end of the year because he knew he was going to get throttled by multiple touchdowns and probably would have gotten fired. He had to take a pay cut to keep his job because nobody in the NFL wanted him. That's when he was so desperate. He relied on this cheating scheme that was suggested to him. Uh, yet the, the head of their NIL collective literally posted after they beat Ohio State in 2021, a special thanks to a certain lawyer who came up with a strategic advantage that he couldn't talk about. Yeah, okay. So you guys started stealing signs, 
And all of a sudden, Harbaugh, who was a giant bum against Ohio State and was a 9-3 and coach, suddenly starts running out these elite teams. The reality is, you it's not just that they knew the play calls. How much does that impact their roster build? Does Will Johnson end up in Ann Arbor if Michigan doesn't have it back together? I would argue no. If they're still that same 9-3 and three bum team and Ohio State's winning games, they don't get a five-star corner that they're competing with us for. Uh, a lot of these guys who transferred in maybe don't want to go there if it's not got that aura of being a better program. So, yeah, at the end of the day, this is going to be one of those situations where Michigan's not going to be Michigan. And Harbaugh is absolutely going to take this Chargers job. There's zero doubt in my mind about it. He's wanted the NFL for two years now. Remember he interviewed with the Vikings on National Signing Day? Oh, yeah. And thought like, he had the job. That was his second interview. And he thought the second interview was just fade to Like, I've got the job. It's just where's my office at? Where's my parking space at? And the yeah. Vikings were like, no, dude, this is like a real second interview. And then they obviously didn't hire him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And i tell you what, Dave. We just saw what happened with Alabama when Nick Saban retired. The transfer portal allows for players to have a 30-day window upon the departure of a head coach immediately. They will not have the ability to replenish that roster departure group that you know is going to be happening uh, with that until after spring football when the new transfer portal window opens. I could see the rats jumping off the ship in mass after Jim Harbaugh leaves because Jim Harbaugh is the only one floating left that gives them any hope that the NCAA isn't going to crush them. They had their whole little fund about those who stay will be champions again or some BS. Nobody's going to stick around when the head coach leaves. Nobody's going to stick around when, um, you know, the NCAA is banning them from the postseason. There's going to be a big exodus in Michigan. It's, it, this looks like it's going to turn from, like, clinging. Their, their plan was to cling as long as they could to try to win the natty and delay, delay, delay until, you know, the repo man comes to town. Well, the repo man's coming, and they're in trouble. And I honestly don't know who's going to take that job. Maybe Sharon Moore sticks around and keeps it, but I would think so, right? Don't you? Th I mean, like, if you take all biases aside and just look at it, like he like was the interim head coach when they beat Ohio State. He was the offensive line coach back to back when they got the Joe Moore Award. I hate to even admit this, but yeah, he's kind of he kind of deserves the job, don't you think? Yeah, I think I think he's the obvious guy, um, and I think he's going to be. I don't know how many outside people want to come into Michigan right now either, right? Like, you can't just call up somebody who you think is going to be a, a good coach and be like, hey, you're going to have a couple-year postseason ban and a major scholarship reduction and a bunch of people leaving. Take over at Michigan. Like, it's not going to work like that. I think Moore is going to be the one who's going to try to, you know, pull on the heartstrings enough people to hold them together. He'll have a little bit of a pass from the fans whenever they inevitably have a couple bad years. And much like Kalen DeBoer at Alabama, you don't want to be the guy to follow the guy who won a national championship. So, um, you know, yeah. I could easily see more taking over there and kind of struggling for a couple of years. And then Michigan comes out of the scandal stuff and they find a new guy after that. That seems like the trajectory that I would expect, assuming the NCAA um, banhammer comes down upon them like everybody expects. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to follow. Yeah, we've got some people saying like if you know, if Harbaugh does go to the Chargers, he's going to take some assistance with him. He will. He'll he'll take Jesse Minter with him, their defensive coordinator. Sounds like he's also going to take his kid with them. Jay Everybody Harbaugh. is getting implicated in the scandal, Dave. Well, Sharon Moore, there you know, 
Connor Stallions wasn't just whispering sweet nothings in Jesse Minter's ear. We have him on mm-hmm. film also whispering sweet nothings into Sharon Moore's ear. So oh, yeah. those guys knew exactly what was going on. That's why I said, that's why I hesitate to even give Sharon Moore uh, any props. But like, you know, I guess if you look at it on paper, I guess, he, and, and, the, and the guys like him, he'll probably get the job. But yeah, man. Yeah. You Mika, have to wonder, though, exactly right. Let's just be real. Let's just be real here. Who knew at Michigan? Everybody knew. Harbaugh had to know. There's no way you just have some random kid, kid, I call him. He basically, I mean, he looks like a kid. He's like 27 years old or something like that. Over on the sidelines, talking to your coordinators during the game. Yeah, that doesn't happen. You don't know what's going on. Like, give me a break. Give me a break. That's the thing, too, Dave, is if Sharon Moore takes the job, the NCAA, I can see coming down on individual coaches pretty hard, too. And to me, like, there's so much video evidence of the coordinators on the sidelines talking to the sign-stealing guy it's hard for me to say that there's going to be any chance of them getting exonerated. So if Moore takes over, does he take over Michigan and then get a personal show cause while he's in the job? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. It just would not surprise me. Or So you may be a head coach who has recruiting restrictions on himself while the program's getting firebombed by the NCAA. I mean, it's a, it's a real potential mess for them up there. I'll probably say there's no proof, even though I, I would submit to the court that Connor Stallions talking to him during the game, right before plays, and then magically them knowing what's going to happen. I would I would say that constitutes proof, but you know, whatever. All right, I, I wanna, agree. I want to get to this because um, we've had a lot of people uh, address this. I wanted to get to off if you think they need to get an offensive tackle, or if you think Luke Montgomery, Josh Fryer, Tegra, they're good now. Okay. Good morning from Germany. I love it. Right from Facebook. Mo GQ. Good morning from Germany, gentlemen. Do you possibly see Ohio State addressing impact players at offensive, defensive tackle? He says, I feel the trenches should always have high quality depth. Well, hello to you out there watching the show in Germany. I love it. We're we're worldwide backs. I absolutely love it. Now, I do. I'd like to see them get an offensive tackle. I don't know if they will. Defensive tackle, I think. They're good. I Not that I would mind getting like a great defensive tackle, but with Tyleek Williams, Ty Hamilton, both coming back, Hero Canoes on the upswing. I like Caden McDonald. I think he's going to be solid as a sophomore. He's still got Tywone Malone. So we'll let backs answer. Do you think they need to get an offensive tackle backs and a defensive tackle? What do you think to uh, our friend here in Germany? Well, humor me for a second because I did live in Germany. Guten Morgen, Mo. Wie geht es Ihnen heute? Herzlich willkommen an den Show mit uns. Es ist ganz äh, sehr froh, zu sehen, jemanden aus Deutschland den Backnetz Morning 5 anzuschauen und zu hören. All right, now back to English. Wow! Bax knows German. Fluent. Anyways, um, <laughs> so to answer Mo's question, though, yes, we need an offensive lineman, a specifically tackle. Caden Proctor would have been like the dream addition that we just didn't have right now at this point. But at the end of the day, I have to think that uh, we're going to be finding somebody else on the line as well. We need another offensive lineman for sure. Um, I I think that after the spring uh, portal, we're going to be seeing another lineman come in. I don't know who, uh, but let's find ourselves a tackle and go from there because I do think, barring a like, and I, this is the thing, we can watch spring a little bit here and see if Luke Montgomery's ready, is Tegra ready. Let's see if some of these guys can go, right? But at the end of the day, I think we're going to end up adding somebody. I, I don't think there's been a high enough performance level. And the new version of Ryan Day doesn't care even if there is. He's going to bring someone in to challenge them. So I expect we'll see another offensive tackle. 
If we happen to get Hero Canoe on the show, I'm making sure that you're on that show with me. So you guys can just talk German. Natürlich. Wir können das schaffen. People are, are, and I'm impressed. People are very impressed here in the comments. Very. Hey, impressed. man, I'm almost cool. trilingual. I, I, my, and you know I, French. I, you know a little French too, don't you? Oui, je parle un peu français, mais mon français ce n'est pas bien. Je prends des mots français les cinq mois. Je, je voyage à Québec à février avec mon uh, fils. And what that says is that I speak a little bit of French, uh, and I have been practicing for a few months because I'm going to Quebec next month with my son. Yeah, your your son's a very good hockey player. You love hockey, so I, I, it's good that you're learning French. Um, my Ooh. I went to France once, and my the phrase I needed to know most was "parlez-vous anglais." Yeah. And, <laughs> do you speak parlez-vous anglais? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who is the toilet? <laughs> people are just people are just. You might go vi you might go viral for this. You might go viral. Yeah, I don't know about that. He's like, oh dang, French too. The That's name, all like, I got. I got. I got. He's sure. probably like, "Where's your Italian at?" Hey, yo, Scipione. Vendevi divici. I don't know. Hey, yeah. give me the gabagool. All right. I can do a bad uh, Russian uh, accent, but that's about all I got. <laughs> just showing off now, Bax. I mean, yeah, Bax is just casually brilliant. Yep. <laughs> I, okay, there we go. Um, all right. Um, let's talk about Holtman. Oh, goodness gracious. We're, we in have year, to. we're in year seven of the Holtman experience. And here's the thing. I think in normal circumstances, let's say Ross Bjork is taking over February 1st and not July 1st. My point is the timing is just weird here. Now, can Ross Bjork basically do what he wants, even though he's AD and waiting, if he has the backing of President Carter, Ted Carter? I think so, yes. This would mean, though, Gene, would, Gene doesn't technically leave his post till June 30th, unless he leaves early. And Bjork will take over July 1st. It worked out that way. So this would mean Gene would technically have to be the one to fire Holtman, who he brought in, gave an eight-year contract to, which there was no reason then to give him an extension. It's like, oh, uh, Notre Dame was looking at him. It's like, okay, you bought into what his agent was selling you. If, if Notre Dame was looking into him, bye-bye. The, the response is not to then give him an extension on top of the eight-year contract you gave him. Anyway, so Gene not only hired him, he gave him an extension. Is Ohio State kind of stuck here? Are they going to have to do something like I did with Mata, where they 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 don't fire him on when they should? They wait till the summer, where it's a bad time. There's only a small pool of candidates. What's going to happen with Holtman backs? Well, this certainly hasn't been the season we were hoping to see bounce back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, last uh, night. You know, yeah, I I, uh, I I said last year after the season and took a lot of heat for it from people that I didn't think it was time to nuke him yet because he had done a lot of good things early in his tenure. We had seen him kind of get Ohio State into the tournament most years. My view on the basketball program is we should be a tournament caliber team every year. Um, and at the end of the day, we're not. And it does. It seems like the trend line is going down. And so I think if Ross Bjork says it's time to get us a new uh, – basketball coach, then he's essentially going to be able to make that decision on his own. Um, I won't be surprised one way or the other here. It may be a, you know, put up or shut up year for him next year, but we've kind of seen that trend line go downwards here. You don't want to do what we did replacing Thad Mata. Uh, I remember thinking that, and that's part of the reason Holtman got such a pass for me was I remember him coming in and it felt like he had like cobbled a roster together with like duct tape and chicken wire 
and somehow got a team to the tournament. And it was like, wow, what a what he's reclassifying kids. He's getting kids to transfer that it committed to him where he was before, like all this stuff. So it seems like the early Holtman years were so full of promise. And I don't think he's ever really recaptured that the last couple of years. I mean, really since COVID. We went when COVID hit, we had a team. Remember the New York Times simulated the tournament and declared Ohio State the national champions? Yeah. Um I, it's 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 been crazy to watch what's happened because it's like there's like a giant crisis of confidence around that team the last two years. They can't hit their shots when they're open. It's like the moment gets to them. I'm going to be very interested to see what happens there because I don't really know what's going to happen in terms of all the power dynamics that are in place. I think if this was a normal situation, this would probably be the end of the Holtman era. But because of that transition, who knows if that's going to impact it or not. I mean, does Gene want to go out firing his guy technically while he's still in charge? I don't see it. And I think at that point, Holtman probably gets to have let it ride for another year under Bjork with the understanding that you better have a great year or you're gassed at Christmas. Yeah, I'm concerned that just the timing. That being said, there is a chance, even though the timing, because, again, if they – know through back channels that they have an upgrade lined up. And this is Ohio State. I mean, obviously football, and Bjork even said this, which I love. Obviously football is king. <laughs> and but football is priority one, two, three, four, five, and six. Um, but, um, you know, basketball still, this is a, a good basketball program. And if you look at the history of Ohio State basketball, those of us that know it know it. I think people yeah. that aren't familiar would be surprised with um, the history of Ohio State basketball. So it's going to be a coveted job. Um, I think there's no doubt they could find, I don't want to say it would be easy, but I do think it would be pretty easy to find a, a clear upgrade over Holtman. The money is going to be right. they got plenty of money to throw around, despite having to, I think Holtman's buyout's $14 million. Ross Bjork's like, only $14 million? Oh, I'm used to like $95 million buyouts now. Um, little Being a little facetious there. I'm just concerned, Bax, about the timing, but I do recognize the fact that if through back channels they really want to get something done, Carter and Bjork, they might just tell Gene, yeah, I know this is the guy you hired. This is the guy that you extended. You're going to have to, you know, fire him on your way out. Or maybe they'll just say this is the, Ted Carter's call. I don't know. I, I, I'm concerned about the timing, though. I really am. You just gave me the best mental image ever, um, which is Ross Bjork gets on the phone, calls up Les Wexner and goes, Les, I need $14 million for a buyout today. And Wexner's like, what? Can I build like a like a arts building or something? No, I need the buyout money now. Something Gene would never have done that, you know. But I could see Bjork just calling up the rich alumni and everybody going, I don't care about buildings. We got to get rid of this coach. Abigail is less there. Um, is less there. Less. What's up? Um, yeah, I'm seriously. Why not? Yeah, I need no less than fourteen million dollars. So, and while you're at it, build a hockey rink. <laughs> He's like, I already oh, built a hospital. Yeah, I know. I know. I tell you what, my mental image of this guy is like him and the wolf, the Leo and the Wolf of Wall Street, just calling people trying to do deals. This is what Bjork is in my head. I need money now. We got to get rid of something. Somewhere on a yacht. Yeah, right. Oh, flying around in his helicopter over campus. He's a cool guy. Bjork's cool. We were talking to him a little bit, just like uh, not off the record, but it was just like when we weren't recording, and he was just like. We were saying, so when are we all going to get together? He's like, I really do want to get to know you guys. Maybe you guys can come over to the house sometime. We can uh, have pizza and beer. We're like, okay, can we can we get that scheduled right now? Let's go over yeah. to Ross Bjork's house and have pizza and beer. I'm in for I'll that. Send the helicopter. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We'll do it on the yacht. Um, all right, great stuff from Matt Baxendale. Wow, speaking German, speaking French, 
speaking some English. Good stuff. The trilingual Matt Baxendale. I love it. Speaking bad but, English, but bon matin, mon ami. Uh, great, great, bueno, great stuff. That's that's the extension of my uh, Spanish. I can I got a little bit more than that, probably. Eh, as far as you know, great stuff from Bax. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. We appreciate you guys very much. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Go Bucks.